Well, hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music. And I've got an interesting show for you today with my guest, James Cole Burnett, who goes by God of Love. And obviously, you know me, you know I'm just an old hippie chick, and I'm all about love and life and and kindness and beauty. And I just had to get to know this guy. And I played a song of his years ago um, on my show when he first started recording. But he's done a lot of stuff since then. He's got a record out now. And I just want to share it with you. It's a next generation for all of you people that um, are used to hearing, you know, my guests that are more in my age bracket. And that would be probably mid 30s to 70s. <laughs> I'm giving myself a good spread there. But um, Cole, he goes by Cole or God of Love, is, is definitely from another new era of this up and coming music that. I think we need to embrace. I remember as a kid, the music that I listened to and my family and my parents were always like, oh my gosh, what is that? They all wanted us to listen to their music. And I did, and I enjoyed it, and I still do. But I think we need to embrace these um, young artists. And so that's what we're doing tonight. We're going to embrace this music coming up in another generation that I'm excited about. This is a label that just started called Red Zeppelin, and, and James Cole Burnett is actually involved in that as well. And so we're going to talk about that along the lines of um, what it is that they're representing and this cult of great music that comes out of our North Texas region that a lot of people don't hear about. And, you know, that's what I'm here for. I want to share all these Texas artists with you. Before I get to this interview, I'm going to do a little song for you off one of my older records, and it's called I Keep Falling. It's a song that talks about uh, love and how we can keep falling in love every day with that significant other person. So when we come back, I'll be interviewing James Cole Burnett. For right now, you're going to hear me sing, I Keep Falling. Things a good Lord gives us, it just keeps getting bad. Ain't nothing in this world can tear apart, it's forever what he puts together. Ain't nobody gonna steal the stars, take the blue out of the
Texas Homegrown Music and my guest, James Cole Burnett. James, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Maylee? I'm doing good. I had, cool. a, had a gig this afternoon and I'm all uh, sweaty and ready to sit down and <laughs> talk some music with someone, de- right decompress on. a little bit. Love it. So, um, so here, here's the thing. I want people to understand that your name is James Cole Burnett, but you go, your, your music name is God of Love. Precisely. And so uh, give me a little history behind not only um, how you came up with that and, and, you know, what transpired to have you do that, but talk about, you know, when you knew that this was something that you wanted to do. And I know that I've played some of your music several years ago when you first started out and you were going by your name and you've changed that now. So I want to go through that transition with everybody so they know how to find your music and what you're all about. So, um I am no I am someone that knows nothing about you, even though I do know a little bit about you, but I want you to pretend I know nothing and uh-huh. you're going to give me a bit of an elevator pitch on James Cole Burnett. Sweet. Yeah. Uh God of Love as a name came from uh when I was in LA, I I, I worked uh I was working as a busboy at a restaurant called Salazar, and me and my brother really wanted to uh start exploring our own thing. Um, and at that time, God of love was going to be, um, a duo. Uh, he was going to be in the band as well. And soon he realized we realized it was more of just my thing. Um, but we were in another band called uncles, uh, been in a few bands through the years, but at that time in LA, we were in a band called uncles. Uncles broke up, um, kind of at this weird moment where we were right about to go into the studio And then we broke up due to like, you know, no, nothing horrible, but just the drummer decided to move. And then everybody else was kind of like, Oh, what are we, what are we going to do now? He was a huge part of the band. He helped in the writing and stuff. So I said, I talked to the producer we were going to record with, which he was an, he's an amazing producer, Sean O'Brien. I said, Hey, could we still record some stuff? Cause I had tons of my own material. And I was kind of ready just, uh, after being in like, you know, four bands that had just, uh, kind of dissipated because one of the members quit. I was like, I want to just do my own thing now. So we did. And that became God of love, which I, like I said, was me and my brother. And then it soon was just me. Um, and, uh, and so that's where those initial recordings, uh, from LA came from, uh, which was Easter rain, Charlie and winds of change. Um, and you know, we got the name God of love. I was just busting tables and, uh, it came to me. Me and my brother were texting back and forth, uh, different random band names that were popping in our head and then God of love hit and we just kind of stopped the conversation cause we loved that. And, uh, you know, we always wanted our music to bring understanding, uh, to people. And the first single was called Charlie and it was all about my best friend and wanted to 
let him know that, you know, I was you know thinking of him and wanted to try to make, help him feel understood and loved. And that kind of uh, remains as a theme in all the music, because even though it gets dark um, at times, uh, it, it's, it's, it's all about trying to connect with people and, and help them feel loved, understood and uh, not alone. Well, you're speaking my language now, babe, because, you know, my <laughs> motto is love life. And you get out of it what you put in. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. Oh, and yeah. um, I, I've always said that our journey here is all about relations and relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of that. And I, I really do believe that love does conquer all. And um you know, and it, it sounds so trite and I know that it's so misused and misrepresented. And I know that sometimes uh, love can look completely different for different people. But for me, <laughs> it's all about um what you just said helping everybody to understand that they do have a purpose here and that um, even though maybe we don't agree on things that doesn't mean we can't still love one another and be kind and so you're you're speaking my language so tell me this um because you have not been doing this for very long i think you started recording maybe four or five years ago um is when i remember yes as god of love we started about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, what is it, so 2017 you, we released the first songs? Yes. Yes. Um, p- prior to that, you had some things out under your, on, under James Cole Burnett. But um, you, mm-hmm. you decided to um, go take a trip from Texas to L.A., spent a couple years mm-hmm. there and then you came back and now there's a lot of new things that are transpiring um because of your relationship yeah. with our with our mutual friend katie scott and what she's doing oh, in yeah. our town of mckinney um with her mm-hmm. vinyl record store red zeppelin and groovy coop and her recording studio in the back tell me about that and what um about the just the relationship between you and katie and what you guys are doing with all these young up-and-coming artist that you're representing oh yeah well a little bit of backstory when i I'd, I'd known katie since she opened uh a long time ago whenever that was i was like 22 i think when she opened um and i was working next door at the pie shop and so when i left for la i'd already kind of known her we had a little bit of a friendship but when i came back um it was quickly became a thing of i ran into them uh, I was looking for a job and they're like, you should come work at the record store. And I was like, that sounds great. You know, it's kind of a dream job for a musician. You just listen to records all, all day. Um, and I also, right when I moved back quickly got into, uh, working on an album, uh, with a guy named Will Hooper, who recorded my first full length album, uh, Casino Dream. Um, so Katie and I were working together at the record store, um, but only in the capacity of she was, you know, my boss, uh, and I was, uh, just helping her sell everything at the store. And, uh, then I introduced her to Will after we had recorded the album and Will was looking for a studio, uh, to record locally. Cause he was living out in Plainview and wanted to, uh, kind of see if he could actually have a studio in town. Talk to Katie. She's like, we should do a studio in the back of the groovy coop. Um, they kind of, uh, eventually started connecting on that. Um, that led to, uh, the studio being built in the back of the crew. Long story short, we did, uh, 
finished our album. He then moved his studio into the coop, uh, within, I think a year of that. Um, and we released the first album, uh, and Katie and I, that was, that was before I was under Red Zeppelin. That's before Red Zeppelin existed. Um, that time it was just the Groovy Coop. But Katie was really excited about what I was doing. I really always got along with what she was doing. We hung out all the time, me, Katie, and Andrew, um, about the square. And just, uh, we were all really close. Um, and then when I left the Groovy Coop, I started working down the street. Actually, uh, I thought I was going to move at one point. Um a lot, of, a lot of things were up in the air, and I ended up recording a second album uh, in Dallas with Alex Bohr. Uh, Alex was working with another artist named Bailey. Through that, that's when Katie first heard the new record um, or a bit of it, and she was kind of just like, oh, wow, I really like this. Called me and was like, can I hear the rest of the album? I sent it to her. She was like, we should put this on the, on the label. She had just started Red Zeppelin. I'm kind of mixing up the timeline, but basically Reds Up and started last year during a uh, pandemic. Um, I kind of watched her create all of that. Um, and then we've kind of just started actually working together again uh, with this album and with releasing this under Red Zeppelin. So she, I think it kind of began with Will putting the studio in there. It kind of maybe that that's what started her thinking, okay, there's more than just this, my shop. This is, this is like, there's a little bit of a music community here because quickly people were recording there. Um, she did a few shows there and we just started realizing there's all these, uh, like young people, uh, middle-aged people, whatever. Everybody wants to make music in, in McKinney, uh, like all, there's all these musicians that want to record music. They want to make music. They want to, they want to play shows, but they don't have a place for it. Um, so she was quickly realizing she was creating a place for that. Um, and then she created the record store and there became more of that community. Um, and there's a lot of artists like me who she's decided, uh, like I'm going to start a label and kind of foster, uh, this attitude of let's help artists basically put out their records too. Let's not just put on shows, but let's help. But so she's, she and I have worked in that capacity together and she sort of like led the way, um, in getting more and more people involved in that. And I'm just one of the people that she has, uh, helped in a situation like that. But anyways, so you're that's pioneers, kind of how I know you're her. And, yeah. You, no, seriously. You're pioneers in a, um, you know, I mean, when I listen to it, if you listen to, um, the things that have happened in the past, like the, like the punk scene, the punk rock scene up in, up in yeah. you know the North, up in the Northwest and where you, you have this group and this culture of people that get together and they, um, they start finding that, Oh, there's other people out there like me. I'm not the oddball. And I, I have this group of people that I can actually relate to. And that's what I see happening with the, with you guys and with the Groovy Coop and with these young artists because they they want to feel like mm-hmm. they can be a part of some kind of culture. Yeah. And um and and yeah. that's what you're doing. And that's what I think is exciting about it. Yeah. And I I I sense that um maybe that's the, that's something that you and Katie both agree on is you know, giving them this place where they can come to and Mm -hmm. not only play live, but also get some recordings out. And uh, you know what it's like now. Uh, It's completely different than it used to be when I was growing up. When you had to have a lot of money and you had to know somebody to get a record made. And now with the way things are, I mean, you just, 
you know, you've got so many abilities to record now, but you still want to have somebody that can help you get in, in a direction. Um, you know, some people are yeah. just really good writers, but they're not sure how they want to get that music out there. And I just yeah. think it's wonderful what you're doing. And so I want to talk about that some more when we come back. But right now I want to show, I want people to hear what you're doing. So we're going to play a song called Hannah Marie, because I just think this song, this song makes me happy. And, and it probably makes me happy Good. because it's written about love and it's written about you in love. And um, clearly it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a happy place. And I, I like that. So yeah. I'm share it with everybody. And I don't even know, Sweet. I don't even know anything about your love life right now, if you're in love still or not. <laughs> Whoever this girl was, she got you a great song. So that's there you go. <laughs> Something good. Yes, she did. So we're going to play Hannah Marie by God of Love, and we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music.
we're back with God of Love. And um, so, so tell me, Cole, you have clearly had a lot of different influences in your music because I hear I hear a lot of it, especially when I go deep into some of the dark areas. I I, I wonder, did you do you listen to any David Bowie? <laughs> because oh yeah uh, because, oh yeah um you you know i i i think i think i remember the first time i ever heard music that was off of the mainstream charts and when i say that you know i grew up in the 70s 60s and 70s and later on you know as i got a little bit older i started discovering some music from you know europe and some other areas where i thought oh my gosh you know because they were using uh, different instrumentation and you know we we got into that whole techno um era and i'm just one of those people that likes all kinds of music and so I, i was totally open to it but there were so many people that were like what is that you know, why were you listening to that? And I'm yeah. like, come on, you know, it's, it's, it's somebody's, what they're trying to say is I, I can be different and you can still embrace it. So uh-huh. I want, yeah. I want to stay relevant, even though sometimes I think we get caught in, in lanes of listening to music and we forget that um, it's like art and I want music to speak to me no matter what mood I'm in. And I, that's why I, yeah. I find it really interesting that now we don't have as much um, of radio that, that we used to have before because we have so many different platforms. Everybody's got different places that they yeah. can put their music. And in yeah. one in one way, it's great. In another way, it's kind of difficult because you get, you know, you're, you're, you're not sure where you want to go with this. How do you feel that yeah. about that? And especially with these artists that you're listening to and that you guys are embracing that there's not really a lane for that kind of music. I think a lot of times we just say indie or we say, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure how to label it. I hate labels, but yeah, genres I feel, are weird. I feel like so many people are wanting us to do that. And I just want to be, I just want us to be artists. You know what I mean? I feel the same way. Oh yeah, totally. I like, if you listen to uh, Hannah Marie next to uh, a song like take you seriously, a lot of the the sound can be very different. Um, I don't know if the genre is different, but it's certainly not. uh, I'm not trying to have a quote unquote, um, I guess in a way I have an image, but the image of the music doesn't have an image, if that makes sense. Who I am when I'm writing music and who, who the music is, uh, how the music behaves is, is not uh, a brand of any sort. So I, there isn't a really a lane that it can stay in because when you start writing, that's when you kind of let go of the reins and the music takes control. You sit down the piano, you start, you know, so, uh, I think, artists that I really aspire to um, be like would be uh, Nick Cave, Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan. Um, There's a a Matt Berninger from the national Van Morrison, uh, Tom York from Radiohead perfume genius is a big one. Um, But the, there's all these, a lot of my favorite artists have one thing in common and that is they weren't afraid to take risks and they weren't afraid for one album to sound totally different than the last. Yeah. to have that variety, you know what I mean? And just like, let the music do what it's going to do and wherever you're at at that time. 
Well, and I love that because I think sometimes we get caught in trying to make songs that we think are radio ready or that, um, you know, that, yeah. that people expect to hear because they, they loved your last single and they go, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, it's about life. We're on this journey and we're not in the same place yeah. always. And, um, and that's what I love about it. And that's why I always say we're artists and we need to be artists and we need to evolve and we need to go through these transitions and, um, in doing so we'll bring other people with us through those transitions. And, um, and we always, and I, and I'm trying to get away from if, uh, you know, on, on my interviews, I'm trying to get away from having people try to tell me, what did you mean with that song? Because, um, a song is going to mean something completely different for me than it did for you. Um, And that's what I love about music. And that's what I love about, um, you know, how we, it's just like art. When we go to an art gallery or we go to an art show, we stand there and we look at something. I, I see something completely different than someone else. And I might see it different because I bring bias to it. Do you know what I mean? You bring your feelings Uh and you bring your life to it. Yeah. And so, um, I, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that you're saying that you're not afraid to put out, um, records and songs that are completely different because they are And um, winds of change are, are, is that what's the name of the song that I played for is, uh, completely different than what I'm listening to now that you're doing, (laughs) but, but I love it. And I, I, and I, and you're this, but you're the same person. You're just going through these transitional time places in your life and you're writing about it and and you're sharing it and and we're embracing it. And so I love that. And I, and I, and I love that you guys, that you and Katie and, and that's, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I don't want to, I want to call it a culture. I'm going to get out of the word cult, even though I, I do, I don't, I, you know, my, my definition of cult of cult is that, um, in fact, I even looked it up today because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to offend anybody by using that term. Um, you know, having spent a lot of time in church. And as I think you said uh-huh. to me earlier, the first time you met me was, was I was singing in church that, yeah. you know, that word cult has always had this kind of negative vibe to it. Yeah. But I, I'm really looking at it more like it's, um, a, it's, a, you know, a, a common interest. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's actually something that it says in, I looked it up in one of the definitions. It says a, a, a social group that's defined by, by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or by its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. And for me, yeah. what you guys are doing is you're coming together um, and, and a com- common interest for a, a, a goal. And the goal is, yeah bringing these artists together in a place where they can actually navigate through this learning process of who they are in music and what they want to say. And there's a lot of um, energy when you guys can do that together. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel. Yeah. It's it's hundred percent. It's like this. um, And that's what, musicians artists a lot of times get ostracized uh because they're different and they want to be different if you're a musician or artist everybody you look up to 
was like you was different, was weird. So you kind of take that on and you're okay with dressing different. You're okay with sounding different. You're okay with being in a different kinds of movies and music and art. And, um, and you find though that we still need a group. We still need a community. So even though we may be the outsiders, we're kind of looking for other people like us. And you go like in high school, we all like, we found our little group or like, even if it was just like two or three people. And usually that's when you start your first band is because you meet those other people like, Hey, we're all weird. Let's you play an instrument. Cool. Let's do this. And that's kind of what Katie's doing uh, is like, we we're just, we're just realizing. And uh, I, I kind of talked to you about this, this, these kids on the street corner in McKinney have gotten better and better. And just that you walk past some people and it just sounds amazing. And those are some of the people that were like, Hey, we got a studio. Um, you guys should come hang, uh, and having a record. Oh my gosh. So I can imagine that. Yeah. I, I yeah. can imagine how their eyes light up when you say that because you're, uh, first of all, yeah. you're saying to them, you're giving them an affirmation. Hey, I think you're good enough where you can actually go in and record this. And secondly, you're yeah. saying, I believe in you. And come on, let's, let's, let's see what we can do here. And yeah. I, I just love that. I, I love that you guys are doing that. And I'm such a proponent of it. Um, I, and I, I, we need more of that. We, we all need to be, be more like that across the board, not just in music, but in life, yeah. not being afraid to, um, you know, to get, we, we get caught up in our own little world and we're so afraid to let other people yeah. in. And I, I don't want to ever be like that. Uh, you know, I, I saw a great yeah, t-shirt yeah. yesterday, a friend of mine wore, and it said, I think what the world needs is that what the world really needs is a great big um, hug, <laughs> a, a group hug, a group hug. And I thought, yeah. gosh, you know, as silly as that sounds, that's really true. Um, everybody wants to feel like they belong with some, yeah. someone or something or some, you know, some genre. And, um, yeah, I, I, I've always said, I don't really like that. Um, we put ourselves we get ourselves in these clicks, but it's really more about the village and it's more about the tribe and we we are tribal and we can't help it. We are that way as humans and uh, it's our species to be that way. And um, if you could find one that you can actually feel a part of and feel like they understand you, yay for that. So where, where do you see this going, Cole? What do you, what do you guys see? Um, this label really going and doing to help these young artists? What, what do you feel is needed the most? You know, uh, that would be, that'd be a more of a question for Katie. She seems to be really, um, the sky's the limit kind of thing. She's like, uh, you know, she's expanding at the at Red Zeppelin, as you know, um, she's selling more and more local uh, records. She's also pressing, helping artists get more, more and more artists get pressed to physical copies, not just records, but CDs, um, more and more shows and shows are a great way to sort of cast, cast the net. Cause you know, you, you see someone perform and it's different. Like you hear them, you hear them play or they send you a demo, but then you see them play live and you're like, that's kids, a performer, that person's this or that. Um, but I think she's just going to continue, uh, hear it, listening to people. Um, and listening to whoever, like young, old, weird, uh, doesn't matter where you come from. If you've got music that we like, we, 
she's going to want to share that. Um, I say we, cause I feel like I'm, uh, part of the label, but I'm, I'm only on the label. Um, but still there's just like, she's just got this kind of thing of, uh, I send friends to her all the time. I always am telling my friends, you know, you should talk to uh, red Zeppelin or we should do a show at red Zeppelin. So I think she's just going to continue to foster that sense of community and build it and build, uh, build on to what she's doing, um, around the square in her own shops and elsewhere. Um, and more and more. Well, good I'm excited. I'm excited because um, I remember when, um, when artists used to go to record stores and um, I'm talking artists that are major, you know, major artists back in the seventies that would go in and when they were going to do a show, they'd go to the record store and play a few songs and get people excited about it. And I see that happening. I see that being um, right here in McKinney. And, and, and especially since I love the comeback of vinyl, I love that people are pressing vinyl again. I, I missed that, that, um, from being a kid and, you know, pulling out that record and smelling it and, and reading in the liner notes, everybody that was involved in it and, um, and, yeah. and really recognizing that, um, we, we want to come back of that. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I really oh, yeah. am. And I love that it's going to be right here in my little hometown of McKinney that is, that's instigating okay. that. And I see this, I see this really taken off. I really do. And I, and yeah, I know sure. that you're going to be a part of it because you, um, your personality is perfect for it. You've got one of those kind of um you just got one of those faces that, that everybody wants to come up and hug and give a, give, give a little kiss to oh that's sweet that's <laughs> you, sweet you're so Thank you. you're, you're so cool and you're so vibey but you're very approachable <laughs> and i love that i love that in you so Good. um i'm gonna Good. i'm gonna play a song now that you that you wrote called everybody wants her and it's another love song but and i love I love the pictures that I have in my mind when I hear this song because you really painted it for me and um, you made it sound like you loved the fact that she was with you and, and the fact that everybody else wanted her too, but yet she was with you. And, and isn't that a great feeling, Uh, you know, right? It's wonderful. It really is. Well, I love this song and I know everybody else is going to, too. So I'm going to play it right now. It's called Everybody Wants Her by God of Love, my guest right now. And we'll be right back to talk some more about where you can find him and what he's got in his future. You're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. And here we go. God of Love. Everybody Wants Her. She looks good in Right ahead. 
Well, we're back, and I know you guys enjoyed that song. I know that um, I, I love it. I, I've been listening to it all day today. I don't know what it is. I've just I just like it. <laughs> I do. So I uh, <laughs> thank you. you. You got you turned me on to um, another artist that you guys have on your label named Bailey Cheek, and I think you told me you might yeah. be um, doing a show coming up where she's going to be playing there as well. Tell me about the two shows you've got coming up um, in November. So Bailey's playing with me November 5th uh, at Dan Silverleaf. Um, that's in Denton, Texas, for all you people out there in listening. Denton, Texas. Yes, yes. And we're playing with abbreviations. And then she's going to open for me uh, again November 12th at Double Wide in Dallas. Um, and cool. she's doing a more of a – it's her and her, her bass or her guitar player um, November 12th. But she's going to do full band November 5th. Uh, with abbreviations and I'm playing with Nathan Dale Cruz and Alex, uh, Ivan Beltran, uh, and, uh, Derek Horn, as well as Jake Stewart. That's going to be my band. Really amazing musicians. Um, and that's going to be a really fun show. Cool. Really fun. Well, I'm, I'm actually gigging on the fifth, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to catch the November 12th show for sure. I think I can, I might be able to pull that off, but, um, so are you working on some new stuff? I mean, you told me you've got so many songs, even when you went into the studio the last time you, you had so many songs that you were choosing from and, and, um, I guess it's, it's a constant. What have you got coming up? What are you, what are you working on now? Um, so we, the album comes out November 5th. It's called Do Your Worst. And when we recorded the album, uh, Alex and I basically had this agreement uh, that we he, he, he charges by the day. And I said, well, you, how many songs are you comfortable with working on, you know, per day? Because we had six days. Um, he said, well, as many as you can get done. And I said, okay, bet. <laughs> and uh, we just went for it. And we started on like, uh, 16, 17 songs. Um, and those are songs that got really close to, uh, being completed. So right now we're in the process of, we've got the album. It's going to be a nine song album. And we got six really strong B sides that we're creating a second album out of, which will be a, a shorter album. We'll put out probably next year. Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing. I'm going back in the studio with him on, uh, actually on Monday and Tuesday, we're just basically mixing and overdubbing and, uh, playing around with some ideas. And, um, so that'll be the follow up to do your worst, um, which right okay. now, uh, doesn't have a, doesn't have a title, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what we've been working on. And so where, where, where's this going compared to what you've done in the past? Is there anything that you can tell me that, you know, might give me a little hint of what I can expect on this? It's going to be uh, First of all, uh, I know that this last all, all these songs that I'm that I'm playing from you right now are all about being in love and and where you happen to be at that moment. Yeah. Um so tell me where were you on most of these songs? Uh well, the first song, the ones you've been playing so far, these are all those are all from Casino Dream, which is um, 100% autobiographical. Uh it's from a love album called Casino Dream uh that I wrote pretty much uh, in a matter of a few weeks. There was like 30-something songs I wrote in a matter of a few weeks because I had just moved in with this girl who was the love of my life, and we just had this uh, great epic romance. Um, 
that was very fiery and uh and out of that came this album um with a lot of kind of sim- symbolism and there's a lot of dreams I was having and I'm not a, a religious or a spiritual person but um it definitely played a heavy hand in what was happening at that time and and, and my dreams did so I, I wove all that into the album Hannah Marie the song is uh just a verbatim uh situations uh that we got into um and so that that's where that came from it was just a, a love story that i wanted to tell um while also kind of having this inner dialogue of what i thought about love and what i really wanted um and then the next album do your worst that we just recorded that's out on november 5th that one is uh sort of a uh, the natural next step for me which was um sort of philosophically getting out of that naive, deep, true love and into what happens when that goes away and what happens when that feeling starts fading, what happens when you go through really hard times, mix that with getting sober and dealing with, uh, you know, what it was like to go through addiction and getting sober and, and while your relationship is kind of teetering, um, that was once so easy to be in love and once so easy to be together, um, now it's kind of gotten more difficult uh, as the years have gone by. So that's what Do Your Worst is about. And that's where that's coming from. Um, so the future where it's going next is kind of, uh, it's going to get much darker. However, what's great is this album that we're releasing after Do Your Worst is like the opposite side of the coin. It's all the B-sides were the happy songs from the album. So we have this great little follow-up to Do Your Worst that's going to be uh, much brighter. Uh, and and it's it's going to be much more along the lines of a, like a, a mix between Casino Dream and Do Your Worst because it has a lot of – it's all the love songs from Do Your Worst that we didn't think fitted on the album at the end or fit on the album at the end. Um, but they incidentally are the happy songs. So that's 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 the bright so, side. <laughs> so you, you've gone through this journey. So I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride with you where you're at a pinnacle with um, – with Casino Dream and all these songs that are about love. And then you kind of hit a low where you um, obviously face some addiction situations and and now you're sober and you kind of took us through that journey. And that's what you're going to release on November the 5th. Is that right? Is that the release date? Yes. Yes, that is the release date, November 5th. And then um, and then you still in the midst of that, you found some happiness. Um, Are you in love again? You know, I don't know. I am talking to somebody. I'm seeing somebody, but it's very, very new, very new. Okay. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't talk about. Are you open yet, to but, it? Uh, again? Are you? Are you open? Uh, to yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am. There is definitely, uh, and and there's a lot of music wrapped around that as well. Um, that's uh, that. That's always exciting when you you meet someone and there's sparks and you feel something happening again, the beginning of something. Uh, especially like me, I, I kind of swore off relationships, but, um, Seriously, Lord knows you're not bad. 
body full of light Soft and low On the darkest of nights Mine was heavy Lifted like a heap Peacefully awoken From a euphoric sleep It's been so hard to see it So uptight Haven't been yourself You got no alibi
that's a song called Pure Heart by Adam Klein. And I think you guys would really dig some of his other music off that record called Messenger. And he actually just released another record this past week called What Has Always Been. So two records in one year. I think that guy was busy over the pandemic, Come like so many artists. I think he took advantage of being in the studio and um, and recording and giving us some great new music to listen to. So again, Adam Klein, Pure Heart. So this is the close of another show here on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, God of Love. And uh, you guys try to try to catch him out there. He's playing on November 5th at Dan's Silverleaf in Denton, Texas, and then in Dallas at the Double Wide on November 12th with full bands and also some other artists that are going to be there as well. And one of them that I'm going to play her song for you right now by the name of Bailey Cheek. She's going to be um, opening those shows with him. And so you guys be sure to check it out. This is a song called Release Me. And we're going to close the show with it today. Thank you so much for listening to Texas Homegrown Music. I'll try to bring some new artists for you next week that you haven't heard of because that's what I like to do. I like to let you know about what's going on in this Texas music scene. And we've got so much talent that you've never even heard of. And uh, I just know that's how life is, but I'm going to do my best to try to try to get it out there. So peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. I want to give a shout out again to the Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery for making this possible. And we'll be back next time right here with Texas Homegrown Music, Maylee Thomas.